Welcome to a new season of Whole Woman Health, where we continue to talk about yoga, massage, Ayurveda, self-healing, whole health, and healthy aging. I hope you enjoy this episode highlighting my seven-year journey of those things mentioned. Where to begin? We really should go back to 2015, but my journey officially began the January of 2016. So each January, I do reflect back, which is a nice timeline of, you know, New Year's and all of that. But since January 2016, going on seven years now, I, you know, just kind of take a little inventory of what I've gone through, what I've changed, what I've improved, when I've gone backwards and forwards to where I am now. And for whatever reason, I've always loved the number seven. It's our anniversary, seven, seven. Um, So seven years to me is like this mini milestone for some reason. And so much has transformed and, um, changed dramatically, especially in the past year and a half. So I'm reflecting in a whole different way, a different place at this point. But 2015 was a really tough year for me, for us, my husband and I and our family. Um, We had been trying to conceive, you know, our little one was going on like two and a half, three. So we were on this whatever journey of trying to conceive again. And I was very unwell. And so the highlights of, you know, the journey, so I'll be highlighting each year, the highlights of 2015 to 16 was my thyroid diagnosis was number one. Um, and medication didn't do anything for me initially. So The quick version, and I'll kind of go back and forth, is thyroid diagnosis was official in 2016, was put on synthetic level thyroxine. Anyone who's been on that knows it doesn't always work well, has side effects. Didn't work for me initially, did not help until the dosage was adjusted and my diet changed. So I ended up eating pretty much closest to paleo and I began taking supplements and trying to heal my gut at that point. And I did start to feel better about three weeks in with eating cleaner. So the 2016 year was like, whoa, what just hit me? But once I started to feel better, I was like, okay, life could be good again. Maybe being a mom, motherhood, could feel good for the first time because realistically, since having my first in 2013, I had, you know, postpartum thyroiditis that was undiagnosed for almost two years or almost going on three years. And if you have, um, thyroiditis, but any kind of thing that will affect your body or just stress, At this point, I have a different perspective on it, so I'll get to that. But when you're first in this place of what is going on, why is this happening? Why don't I feel good? I'm in pain. You know, you need something. 
and it had gone on undiagnosed even by my first primary care provider. So just living that way as a first time new mom, working full time, it was just this storm, you know. So that 2015 to 16 was rough, but 2016 things started to turn around. I feel like that's when my journey really began and where I could like remember and see clearly and like an awakening being put on this new path. Everything kind of before that was a bit foggy, um, even for years before, but either way. So that was 2016. So 2017, I began alternative modalities kind of right away because I knew, you know, if, if you just reconnect and you just go back to the basics, you know that you can fix things and you can heal and there, there are cures and there are ways. So I initially just went down the alternative route right, right away. So chiropractor, acupuncture, lymphatic massages, thermography, continued supplements, kind of different kinds, but magnesium became a big part of my life then, which is big, which is huge for everyone. Even now, I began swapping out amalgam mercury fillings for composite. I had eight teeth that I had probably had filled since I remember as earliest as third grade with mercury, with metal in my mouth. We are not meant to have metal in our mouth for that long. So, you know, third grade, <clears throat> eight years old till I was about 36 or so, 34, 35, I began that project. So I won't get into the mercury fillings in detail in this episode, but if you have amalgam mercury fillings, you need to find a holistic dentist. And I hate to say this and, you know, be it the first time you may have been, been hearing this, but they are so bad for your health. So um, I had all eight swapped out for composite and you do it in quadrants for each section of the mouth because mercury is so bad for you in your mouth. But when you mess with it, it's supposedly this like gas toxin you breathe whatever they do this whole procedure if they're a good dentist if you have questions on it I've done it I've been through it and it was amazing so I began that process in 2017 getting into 2018 now I finished the process that year but so you do it in phases and you just kind of have to be aware of what's going on in my life. Can I take this on right now? Depending on how many you have. So continued the amalgam fillings, then get into myofascia massage. So if you've never heard of fascia, another thing you can put on your list to start educating yourself on. So um, myofascia massage is becoming way more popular, but at the time it was new to me. There was a big focus on the psoas muscle. It's one of the longest, deepest muscles behind like the um, abdominal, like the deep core. And it gets shortened when we sit all day. So it can be one of those, no one knows about it, one of those areas of pain because I had been dealing with body pain at the time as well. So it's a big focus on the psoas. That's when my yoga journey was really like, ingrained and in taking off. I'd been doing yoga since about 2016, but 
yoga was becoming more prominent in 2018, and I ended up finding a yoga training um, to become certified. So my focus was yoga, the yoga of living, releasing the psoas, trying to release emotions, just get things that were stuck out of the body. Uh, also, non-toxic products and clean skincare products, things you use every day. These need to be clean, especially for women's hormones and endocrine systems. So that could have been another theme contributing to fertility in my case. Completed Amalgam Summer 2018, began doing breath work. So breathing is huge with yoga in life and it's free and we do it every day. 15,000 breaths a day or an hour. I can't even remember. Either way, it's, it's a day. We breathe like all day long. We don't all breathe correctly. So breath work can be extremely healing and can also get you in touch with painful areas in your body. So that's a whole other area. Um, healing my first birth story, eating foods differently to balance blood sugar and hormones. So <clears throat> along with initially eating cleaner because of paleo, I was trying to get to this balance, this place of, you know, eating what I should eat like everybody types different, right? So why does some, what someone else eat works for them? Why does what I eat work for me? So it's kind of like, I can't obsess over, I always have to eat this or eat this way all, all the time. So I was trying to just listen to my body more. I did food sensitivity testing, the whole thing. Um, but I was more focused on balancing blood sugar and hormones because being on a conception fertility journey, you want the foods you're eating to nourish you and at the deepest level. Um, you want your monthly cycle to be the healthiest it can be. And, you know, we know the rest. So the final phase of 2018, I became 200-hour yoga certified, which was a huge accomplishment for me. To, at the time, I hadn't done much since some college courses, you know, 10 years or so prior. So this was like, okay, I'm finally doing something with my life again. And yoga is already transforming in itself. And a yoga teacher training is like nothing else. You'll come out a different person that just knows things have to change in, in your life. And that's what happened. So going forward, <clears throat> 2019, teaching yoga, I began pursuing prenatal yoga certification. I was healthier. I was moving my body. I was teaching yoga four times a week at one point, which my body was beginning to show for that. I was just getting into Ayurveda. I was getting to this place of just being. I was in a really good place of, you know, being present and conscious and mindful and all those good things about all the good things we see that you we strive toward that ideal I was I was there in um, many ways more often than not and you know this is where I say a journey you go forward go backward so um, that's kind of a, a thing to always be striving toward at least for me, but without attachment in the yoga way. 
but the focus was on having our baby and we ended up saying you know what IVF exists for a reason let's use assistance um, I was going on 37 now so I was being okay with getting help or letting help help us and being okay with what is so we did three IVF rounds and that didn't happen for us it didn't work out our journey continued so you know, even though it was like a good year and so much good going on in that way, the IVF piece just never fit right in for us. And we always felt like weird about it. So I'm sure it didn't happen for multiple underlying subconscious reasons. But then we get into 2020. And besides 2020 being what it was, we started out strong. Baby was the focus. We had one last IVF. IVF round actually in March of 2020 we found out literally like St. Patrick's Day like two days before the you know I'm not even gonna use words in this episode but the inevitably word that we won't speak the unspeakable about um <clears throat> so we were like oh wow like no baby and then now this in the in the world <laughs> so not going there but I ended up getting my prenatal certification just in time. And then I did some online fertility yoga and supporting IVF um, with yoga certifications online in 2020. So that was just these like self-paced kind of easier courses. And it was to help me understand myself too. So that was twofold and also to support anyone else. So we, you know, said done with IVF. I, I was kind of in this embodying fertility journey saying, this is where I'm at. How can I accept, embrace, just say, sit with it, be with it. This is what, what's going on at this point in our life. Our journey isn't over and it hurts, but now what are we going to do? Like we kind of just have to ride through it. Right. Um, I was still trying to be healthier and doing things with my hormones and saying, you know, what else can I improve in my life? So I decreased alcohol consumption significantly because for A, or starters, um, drinking all the time or relying on it as like a coping mechanism or scapegoat, whatever you want to label it as, isn't the healthiest mentally, mindfully. And I was trying to live this yogic kind of life. So it was an area to look at anyway, but it all, I just felt had an influence on my hormones or even just my behavior, the way I thought about things and anything could help. Right. So decreased in that area, tried to focus on inner strength. So, you know, how can I face this hard stuff and still get through it. So that was like a lot of what I journaled around and, you know, sat with and cried with and all of that, those uncomfortable, I don't want to feel this way, but it's here. You face the fear. Um, so inner strength. And then, you know, I was really beginning to connect more, which since yoga in 2018, I had anyway, but with the divine mother, divine feminine, that was also very present in prenatal yoga training. So just having this like maternal feminine 
connection with what is and with I don't have the answers or I don't know why, kind of like a mother wound thing, healing all of that, um, just to be okay with where we were. So after 2020, like 2020 on, so much changed so fast. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the word we're not speaking about of what was going on in the state of the world, but we had canned IVF, like I said. I began, well, I'd already um, gained a ton of weight from the hormones of IVF. So I was bigger and heavier than I'd ever really been. And I can say a lot was contributed to that synthetic kind of way of going about things. Um, but also because of the state of the world, I will say this one word in the next section. I called myself at the time pizza pandemic body, which I guess we can kind of laugh at. Because, you know, we were all in survival mode then, ordering pizza like way too much just because we needed something to get by and wanted food, less stress. We're like, let's just order pizza tonight. And I swear I ate the most pizza that year than in my entire life. And my body began to show for it. Work stress was to the max. I had been the most stressed uh, that year than ever, but I think it was like everything just kind of, um, you know, built up. So for the first time, other than having a baby, I had been hospitalized in 20, June 2020 for a skin infection. I have like a blog on this. I have posts about it. It's a whole other area of I have this series that I'm starting called Once Upon a Time of what I used to deal with or what I what problems or issues I did have that were more debilitating my life. So skin issues were one of them. But being hospitalized for two days for a skin infection over stress mainly and just being unhealthy, like mind and body, like no, that can't not not an option. I can't live this way. I was at 38 and you know, like I can't accept that. That's just a full stop. So need to crawl out of this hole. I said, I'm doing something. Found Ayurveda. Uh, found a training to continue my certification. Also was working in hormone yoga therapy. So still kind of with that hormone focus. And this was one of the big ones. June 2021, I quit corporate America. So I resigned from my 21-year job, which was like, you know, it was a foundation for me. I began working there at the age of 18. It was something that was always there for me. It was very secure, so much security, almost too much security. But it was always there for me. And then it just it was no longer healthy. It be, I had outgrown it. It became with the state of events in the world political. It was just not a no longer aligned. So it pushed me to such a place of discomfort that I had to, it was time. So resigned from that. And just the way things went, I don't know what 2021 was about, <clears throat> but had the crazy idea to homeschool my son, my eight-year-old at the time, and 
my 13-year-old niece somehow got on board, and we all thought that would be a great idea at the time, which in retrospect or in hindsight and years from now, it probably will be this thing that we're like, wow, can we believe we did that? But just knowing what was to come was like, whoa. (laughs) So made that decision. And then after all of this, after everything we had been through, you know, I just shared like a laundry list of things that our life had been and was. And then I became pregnant, became unexpectedly pregnant September 2021. Like never would have thought it was then. Do you now see how crazy my life had changed? So I designed for my job, said, hey, let's homeschool. Like, let's think this will be a great idea. I had no idea it was coming. Fell pregnant. Finally, after everything, my baby said, I'm coming now. (laughs) Um, So I significantly turned my health around that year. And that makes sense. You know, pregnancy, stress changes, um, it all fell into place. Then I did complete my 300-hour Ayurveda certification in October 2021. So a lot of really big, significant changes and shifts that ultimately changed the course of my life. And in 2022, our second beautiful boy arrived. I almost completely um, home birthed him, but, you know, 95% of it went down at home and now I can say I know I can ex- say I know I've experienced both hospital and home births. Um, either way, choice. I'm all about choosing how you want to bring life into the world, and having the teams that you choose respect that and treat you like an autonomous, living and breathing, feminine, beautiful being, and not um, a geriatric risk. So that's another episode. So either way, that's the last seven years in a highlighted kind of quick version, but so much more has happened. And I haven't even gotten into the like yoga or handstand part of my journey or the Ayurveda piece. I have my writings and, you know, my other podcasts about that, but just so much, so much, and some years were kind of stagnant, and like I said, since 2021, it was significant and quick and like, whoa, this happened really fast. Um, But all of this is to say, besides being like insanity in my own mind and life, you know, the things that we go through in this life and how we live through them and we don't think we ever can or will or we don't think things will ever change and they do and we never think we're going to get to that place that we dreamed of and a lot of the time we do depending on the person's circumstances but you know like I've journaled about a lot of this happening and it happened and it's just like amazing So I ended my little summary when I wrote all of this out. What's next, universe? I hope you enjoyed this episode and you'll stick around to find out what's next. (music) 
If you enjoyed this episode of Whole Woman Health, please leave feedback. I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening.